This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 137, No Way Out. was the 44th track on the ELO box set, Afterglow, 15th track on the third disc, or the O-Disc, recorded for the 1983 Secret Messages double album, it was yoinked from the collection when it was cut down to a single album. It lay unheard until the box set was released on June 15, 1990. It was the second song on Side 2 when Secret Messages was released as a double album on August 3, 2018. In the liner notes for the 2001 Secret Messages Special Edition, Jeff Lynne wrote, This is an attempt at a 50s-style cool jazzy blues type song. This chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And there's no way out of having to listen to this one, unfortunately. Wow. But I did. And uh, I'm going to make my review snappy, (laughs) which is... Stick to a genre. (laughs) I know you're trying to do a jazz-type 50s thing here, but then you throw in rock and everything else and just changing and going from here to there and well doesn't work didn't work on the songs that were on secret messages does not work on the songs that were left off of secret messages or later showing up on the double album i'm starting to see that there was plenty of filler that they were going to have on there if this was going to be a double album as well if it had come out as a double album in 1983, I would have been probably reviewing it close to the same as I did Out of the Blue, which is, what is all this stuff on here around the good stuff? And probably I would have come out with the conclusion that Out of the Blue is a better album, which I still come to that conclusion, to tell you the truth, in a lot of ways. But this is something that should definitely be a B-side, should have stayed as a B-side, or done what it is, which is... Uh, Ah, here's an unreleased song, so you get your money's worth buying the box set. And that is about it on that. There's not really anything anything too impressive about it. Didn't care for it really much at all, and I really couldn't care if I ever hear that song again. (laughs) 
Okay. There was something impressive to me about this. It was Jeff Lynn, ELO, doing something completely different that they've never done before. I, I love the song. I think it takes courage for me to admit that after what you just went through. Yeah, I, I liked it from the first time I heard it. I like jazz. I like that it went in a direction that ELO has never gone into before. And they never go into again. This is a lot of firsts that they never do again. There's a stand-up bass in here. ELO's never used one before. From what I've read, Kelly plays it. And he does a pretty good job at it, too. Which just shows what a, what a really great musician he was. I mean, I know it's not like it's such a big step from going from electric bass guitar to stand-up bass as if you're going from kazoo to violin or something. But there are different ways of playing it, and Kelly does a pretty good job at it. Should have kept him around. Oh my god, do I miss him from Balance of Power. It's moody, it's jazzy, I like jazz, I kind of like moody, and it doesn't bother me that it kind of does the thing like with Loser Gone Wild, where it's, it's this part here, and then it jumps to this part, and then it goes back to that part. For me, I think it all works together. It is a nice mix of jazz and ELOE. There's a stand-up bass, but you've also got the synthesizers doing their thing and that sort of theremin-y sounding kind of synthesizer that's been in quite a few ELO songs. I dig it. And I like the quiet part after the false fade-out. I think that sets the mood for what seems like it should be a black-and-white noir kind of song. I just see camera pulling out black-and-white film and the guy in a trench coat and a fedora just walking down the street as it all just fades away. So I like the song. I like it a lot. I liked it as soon as I heard it. And there have been plenty of times when I've thought, Sweet Jesus, i got to hear No Way Out. And I'm Sweet Jesus. If I ever have to hear it again, (laughs) uh, it'll be too early. I understand they're doing something different with the jazz, but my whole problem with it is is that it sounds like jazz from somebody who has a notion of what jazz is from what they've heard. Well, yes. And have never really listened to it much. Yeah. There's some Cab Calloway influence in it, and it's more the 50s type of thing. I can hear Fever in there a little bit, too. Yeah. Plus a little bit of West Side Story thrown into it. And it's kind of like somebody who's sitting there going, oh, I've heard of jazz. <laughs> Let's do this song, and, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, well. (laughs) Well, you know, it works out better than it did, say, 11 years earlier, where Roy Wood said, oh, I've heard people play cello. True. (laughs) I will give you that it probably would have been better as a B-side. I don't... It's kind of hard to see this fitting on secret messages. It seems more of something just vastly different from what ELO did, and it's kind of... I'm going to say silly, but not silly in a bad way. Kind of a a fun departure from ELO that seems like something more fitting for a B-side than an album track. Do you remember this was a side-ender? No, it was the second song on side two, I think. Um, I think Stranger started side two and then followed by uh, No Way Out. Oh. Followed by Letter from Spain. (sighs) Followed by shutting off the album at that point. Uh, (laughs) I could maybe see this at the end of a side to where, okay, we'll throw this on because it's just kind of a throwaway thing and 
That way, if they don't cut the record right, then there's some distortion nobody's going to notice because nobody's going to be paying attention to this song. <laughs> well, I can see it as being a good album side ender with that quiet thing at, stuck at the end of the song. That'd be a good way to end a side instead of going into Letter from Spain. I thought it was an okay song, but hmm, there it is. Okay, well, then we'll go listen to the Jefferson Starship song of the same title. Got something to say about No Way Out? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Good hello, y'all. It's me, Dono, from the Xanadu Preservation Society website. And here's a shot at No Way Out. This is probably the most fun track in Secret Messages. Fun meeting the old eccentricities of yellow rears its sneaky goofy head. This time, Jeff takes a genre like pop noir, popular by the motels and all of voodoo, and has some passive aggressive fun without giving it all away. The stand-up bass, presumably played by Kelly, the sound effects, the dialogue as an I am walking, and the missing finger snap, and so on. Jeff was certainly inspired here and it gets your attention. Sure, the fake out ending were done by the Beatles and their bastard sons from Planet Bizarro Rebels, but here it adds to the level of sneaky fun more serious fools might not expect. The only bad tone here is that nobody in this band can whistle. Jeez, guys, give Bevan some work here. Join the Facebook group Jeff Lynn's Blue World. Not only can you post anything even slightly tangentially related to ELO without some tin-plated nerd with delusions of godhood deleting or blocking you, not only can you debate ELO without someone questioning your authenticity as an ELO fan if you dare not like a song by Jeff Lynne, but best of all, you can win sh- ELO calendars, ties, tumblers, pens, and many other quality, unauthorized, unlicensed ELO merchandise. Is this a great country or what? But you can only win that stuff at Jeff Lynne's Blue World on Facebook. No way out. No way out. Hello, it's Troy with my thoughts on No Way Out. Hmm, No Way Out. I love this song. I always have. I loved it ever since I first heard it when I listened to the Afterglow box set for the first time. And it was a delight to rediscover the song again on the 2LP edition of Secret Messages. But as much as I love this song, I don't think it's a good ELO song. I just don't see where it would fit on any of their albums. I don't think it fits Secret Messages at all. But I will say this. I think it is a great Jeff Lynne song. And I think it would have made a perfect fit on Armchair Theater or if he had done or ever does a second solo album, I think it would be a perfect fit for that. It's got a good kind of 50s vibe combined with a little bit of Sinatra-style swing. In fact, every time I hear the song, I think of Jeff wearing a white tuxedo with a top hat and a cane, doing his best to do a little Fred Astaire-style soft shoe. So yeah, this is a great song. I think it would have made a killer B-side, but I just don't think it's a good fit for ELO. Jeff Lynne's solo, on the other hand, definitely. 
This has been a thought from Troy. Great moments in electric light orchestra history. Jeff Lynne was heavily influenced by the Beatles. So it was particularly thrilling for Jeff to actually get to watch the Beatles in the studio one day. The year was 1968, when Jeff was still in ELO's predecessor, Idle Race. Well, it was when we were making that first album, you know, and we thought like, oh great, this is good. And anyway, the engineer gets a phone call when we're in the studio, trying to make our little record, you know, we'd sold about 25 copies. Um, but we thought it was really important. And he gets a phone call saying, uh, it's his friend who works at Abbey Road, and he said, the Beatles are in, do you want to come down and have a look to him, to, to this engineer? And he said to us, um, we said to me, he said, do you want to go and see the Beatles at Abbey Road? I said, nah, do us a favour. <laughs> and we were down there in a flash, you know, it was about a couple of miles away. And I just couldn't believe it. And uh, there they all were, you know, they were all doing different sessions. Like, it, they, were, they were making the White Album. And, um, I mean, it was a total numbing experience, you know. You, there they were playing on the records that, that you hear. And there was Paul McCartney sat on the mixer playing his bass. He was playing a Fender jazz bass with a, the price tag, price tag still hanging off it. You know, he probably just got it in and just playing bass on it. And what turned out was one of the peculiar ones was uh, why don't we do it in the road? But then down the corridor we went to see uh, John Lennon and George Harrison doing Glass Onion, which was and George Martin conducting the strings. We saw all that as well. Fantastic. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? And I like the song. Wow, she liked it. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOpod. Next week, Afterglow bonus tracks. <laughs>